Hello everyone, DJ here. Let's talk about a skill that everyone in the Marine Corps Reserve should have. In addition to being able to read your leave and earnings statement, or LAS for short, everyone should be able to understand their retirement points statement. This will not be an in-depth episode, don't worry, just the basics. But why DJ? I'm just going to be in the Marine Corps Reserve for a few years and then I'm getting out. Well, this statement tells you more than just what you'll earn as a monthly pension if you stick around for 20 years. It also tells you uh, if you are eligible for other types of benefits as well. There will be a separate episode later about those types of benefits. For now, let's focus on the retirement and pension side of things and then we'll get into the other topics at a later time. Let me say from the outset that this episode will be much easier to understand if you have your own point statement in front of you. If you do not have one, you can either ask your full-time staff to pull a copy for you. They should have this ability. It is also possible for you to find a copy yourself in your electronic personnel record or to pull a copy from Marine Corps Online or MOL. I will post instructions later on on how to do this in the resources section of this episode. Uh, check back uh, later and you will find that information. By the way, you will need your common access card or CAC in order to access MOL. The point statement for the Marine Corps Reserve is called a Career Retirement Credit Record, or CRCR. This is perhaps the simplest point statement of all of the reserve components. It displays your retirement points from top to bottom from the previously completed retirement year down to the earliest. If you're familiar with the old show Dragnet, it is just the facts, ma'am. That's what we're after in this game after all, just the facts. I will also put a link in this episode to a how to read guide that I've made that I believe will be very useful to you. I will hopefully have this available to you uh, in a touch. I will also put a link in the show notes to a handy how to read guide that I've made that I believe will be useful to you. I will be using this guide throughout my talk about the point statement. If you do not have a copy of your own statement, there will be a link to a sample statement that you can use alongside with this guide and hopefully gain a better understanding of how to read this important document. The top section of your point statement shows your name, reserve reporting unit code, or ResRec, your position, reserve company, and reserve platoon, rather detailed. That's simple enough. Below that is your anniversary date, or retirement year end date, as I have called it in other episodes. Uh, 
the certification date of the statement, your pay entry base date, and your mandatory removal date if you're an officer. The next section, which is below all that stuff I just described, is a summary of all of the points you have earned by type and all years of creditable service. This is a good quick reference for you. Now let's move into the meat of this lesson. Below that summary line, you will see your point history. This is a very busy but informative section which summarizes every year of your service. The last entry should be the time at which you first joined the military in any capacity. Entries in these columns are not necessarily, but usually, one-year increments. Whether or not they are full years will depend on whether you had a break in service or not. After the input current RUC, anniversary from date, and anniversary to date columns, which we're not going to really talk about here, we have the inactive duty points paid column. This shows, as it is named, all the points you earned from drills for which you were actually paid. The next column, inactive duty points paid, correction, inactive duty points non-paid, tells you the total number of points for unpaid drill performance. The next four columns across the tops of the headers only, are inactive duty Corez points, funeral honors points, membership points, and total inactive duty points. The individual duty Corez points column shows the number of points you earn for the completion of military distance learning courses. You almost don't even need a how-to-read guide just because the column headers are so detailed. Anyway, for the distance learning courses, the points you see are the number of hours divided by three. That's the formula for retirement points for distance learning. The next column, the funeral honors duty points column, tells you the points you earned for performing funeral honors details. These are treated uh, in a special way. More on that in just a moment. The membership points column shows how many membership points you earned during this period. And you can earn up to 15 membership points per year simply for being in a reserve component. Lastly, the inactive duty points credited column displays the total of all of the previous columns, in other words, all the inactive duty points you have earned for this period of service. Simple, simple. Hopefully, anyway. Let's do an experiment. Add the number of points from inactive duty points paid, inactive duty points non-paid, inactive duty correspondence courses, points, and membership points. Add all those together for one particular time frame. Now, pay attention to the dates I'm about to read you. 
if the time period in question was from 1946 to 23 September 1996, keep in mind the number 60. If the time period is from 24 September 1996 to 30 October 2000, keep in mind the number 75. If the time frame is 31 October 2000 to 29 October 2007, keep in mind 90. And lastly, if the time period is from 30 October 2007 to present, Keep in mind 130. Now, if the total number of points you have is greater than the point limits I just mentioned, your points from those four columns will be reduced to whatever that limit happens to be. Now, you might have noticed I didn't include funeral honors points in all of that hoopla. And you might be wondering why. It's actually a bit of a trick question. While funeral honors points are technically another type of inactive duty point, they are not subject to those point limits I just mentioned. And in effect, they're treated as active duty points. This is to encourage people to participate in funeral honors details, and we certainly have a high number of those missions available. Let's move on. The next columns are active duty points paid and active duty points non-paid. This displays the number of active duty points, such as your annual training or mobilizations, that you've earned with or without pay, respectively, for a particular year. The only limit to active duty training points is, obviously, the number of days in a year. Now let's go all the way to the total points credited column. Here you will see the total number of points you've earned for each category of point, inactive duty, correspondence, <clears throat> excuse me, etc. Keep in mind that the year in which you are currently serving will not close out until your retirement year is complete or until you separate from service and you might not see those points credited in the totals until that year is complete. Next is the SAT year column. This is the determination of whether you have a qualifying year for retirement purposes or not. So if the time period is a full year and you have at least 50 points for that year, then you should see a Y in that column, Yankee. If you have a full year and less than 50 points, you will see an N, November. This means that particular year will not count for retirement purposes, and you will need to serve another year to make up for that bad year. Believe it or not, that's all for how to read this statement. If you have service which qualifies, well, there is one other thing. If you have service which qualifies for reduced retirement age, you will need to do some record keeping in order to claim that eligibility later. Unlike the Army National Guard, uh, no other point statement shows the effect of this eligibility for reduced retirement age, and you will need to keep certain documents available 
in order to prove your eligibility. You will need to keep copies of your mobilization orders or other types of qualifying active duty orders, any amendments to those orders, and the DD-214 covering that time period. A retirement services officer from any component should be able to assist you in determining what your actual date of eligibility for retired pay would be. And if you don't have any of these qualifying periods for a reduction in your retirement age, then your age of eligibility is 60. Hopefully that was easy to understand. I know it was rapid fire, but that's what I said it would be. If it was not easy to understand or you have questions related to what I've just discussed, please leave them in the comments section below. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you have. Thank you for being a part of this audience, and as always, thank you for your service.